Amen. Today's message is entitled Radical Resilience. Radical resilience. I've talked about radical joy. Pastor Jim talked about radical worship. Now it's time to learn about radical resilience. Well, what is that? It's this fact that we have the super, supernatural ability to rise. Just as our Lord rose from the grave with life and power, so every effort the enemy makes to steal, to kill, and to destroy will be met with a greater force, causing us to live life abundantly. What is radical resilience? It means that although the enemy tries to press us down and tries to rip us up and tries to cancel our lives, that he will be met with the power of God. And although it might look like we've been knocked down, that we've got supernatural bounce back. We've got supernatural resilience that even though it may seem like we're losing, you just wait and see what God's going to do. Because if we are his children and we are called by his name, then we are his responsibility. So anytime the enemy trespasses into our life, he will be met with resistance from John 10, 10. The thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he has come that we might have life and that we might have life more abundantly. So where the thief is, so is the giver of life as well. And if he lives in us, anytime the enemy attacks us, he's going to be touching God's property. So you have a radical resilience on the inside of you, which is the supernatural power to bounce back, the supernatural power to get up again. So some of you have had COVID and you've bounced back. Some of you have been broke and you bounced back. Some of you have sinned and you tripped up, but you bounced back. And the word of God says that a righteous man may fall seven times, but seven times he bounces back again. We've got supernatural resilience. Even when the enemy presses us down, the dummy doesn't even realize that we're springs. The enemy doesn't even realize that the children of God are springs. That's called kinetic energy. The harder you push down a spring, when you let it go, when God says let go, they shoot up higher than they were before. That's radical resilience. Now is not a time to hide and be afraid. Some are hiding from the enemy, hiding from what he's doing in the land. Now is not the time to hide. Now is the time to look for the enemy and say, enemy, I've got something for you. The gates of hell will not prevail against his church. There's nothing that man can give you that will cause you to bounce back. No shot in the arm, no medicine in your body, no stimulus plan, nothing man gives you will give you radical resilience. Radical resilience comes from the God that lives inside of you. We saw the radical resilience of the man they called Jesus Christ. They hung him high and they stretched him wide and they put him in a tomb and there he lay for three days. But suddenly, suddenly, can you say suddenly? Suddenly that radical resilience, the power of the Holy Spirit came upon the one who was crucified. And my Bible says that he rose from the dead. And it's by that same power 
that you have radical resilience. Don't you be afraid of what the enemy is doing in this land. I'm here to tell you that it's a setup. Don't you remember that God allowed Job to be tested and said you can have everything but his life. Why not his life? Because the, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy, but he has come that we might have what? Life and life more abundantly. So your declaration might as well be even though COVID is running rampant and there will be variants forever, I'm going to live life and I'm going to live life more abundantly. There's nothing that's going to stop me because the power of God is on the inside of me and nothing from hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So either these are just words in a book or they're words that live on the inside of you. Your resilience is not of this world. Your resilience is not from man. Your resilience is from God. And he sent his son named Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ died and went back to be with the father. But he said, listen, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you without resilience. I'm going to send my spirit back to you and he will be with you always to lead you and to guide you into all truth. What's the truth today? The truth is that we have radical resilience. We've got bounce back power. God never said the enemy wasn't going to touch you. What he said was this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God shall deliver you from how many? All of them. That's a radical amount. Not five out of ten, not six out of ten, not three out of ten, but ten out of ten. God says that if the enemy touches your life, if he seeks to destroy you, that he will fail because he failed against Jesus. And where does Jesus live? In you. Don't you ever forget it. The fight is not physical. The fight is not with flesh and blood. The fight is supernatural. And Jesus Christ already won. You know what he's doing? Listen, he already won. So all Jesus is doing is this, preparing a place for the resilient. Preparing a place for those who will not bow down. Preparing a place for those who will not quit and give up. He is going to prepare a place for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Woo! Revelation. So what are we talking about today? What is this radical resilience all about? Turn your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. We have the supernatural ability to rise. Just as our Lord rose from the grave with life and power, every effort the enemy makes to steal, to kill, and to destroy will be met with a greater force causing us to live life abundantly. We're in 1 Peter chapter 4. This, I'm going to read this in its entirety so that you can know what time it is. Some of us tune in to Fox, some of us tune in to CNN, but we need to be tuned into the Holy Spirit so that we can really know what time it is. First Peter chapter 4 tells us what time it is. Listen closely. Radical resilience. So then, 
Since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. See, now we're quiet. Oh, man, when it was V-I-C-T-O-R-Y time, boy, we was woo, 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 woo. But when we hear that we've got to suffer like Christ suffered, we get a little quiet. But don't you get quiet because when Christ suffered, he won, right? When Christ suffered, he was victorious, right? So we have to be ready to suffer too because Jesus Christ suffered, all right? For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that God lets people enjoy. Their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Verse 4, of course your former friends, see this is what time it is, of course your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you, church. But remember that they will have to face God, who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although, resilience, resilience, so although they were destined to die like all people, resilience, they now live forever with God in the spirit. What time is it? The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. What kind of love, church? Deep love for each other. Why? For love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal. And I need a meal right now, so if you want to invite me over, turn it on. <laughs> Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Say this with me. I have a gift. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Christ Jesus. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, what time is it? He's telling what us what time it is. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad. How glad? For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to the world. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed. For the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. Where does his spirit rest? Upon you. If you suffer... However, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. 
But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. For the time has come for judgment. What time is it? The time has come for judgment. And where does it begin? And it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. Church say amen. So what is resilience then? The definition of resilience is this. It is the capability of a strained body or thing to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compressive stress. So what does that mean? So if you take an object, okay, and you squeeze it in, all right, and you dimple it and knot it and let it go, it goes right back to its original shape. That's what it means to be resilient. Number two definition is this, an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. So the stress that the world is putting on our lives right now, we're being attacked and mocked for being uh, Christians and for wanting our religious freedom. And after it's all said and done, they are not going to conform us to their pattern because we're going to remember to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So once you have been stressed and compressed and decompressed, once the enemy has to take his hands off of us, the world will see that we'll bounce right back up into shape because the whole time we had a renewed mind. If you're not careful, if you do not have a mind that can renew itself after the pattern of God, then when the world and Satan does all it can to compress you and change you and, 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 and to cause you to malform, you'll think that's the way you're supposed to be. You'll stay in that condition. But say this with me, I must be transformed by the renewing of my mind. You've got to keep your mind on Jesus when you're going through stressful situations and tests. That way you don't think it's the new normal. Say this with me. I reject the new normal. Reject the new normal. I don't want their normal. All right? You don't, we don't want the world's normal. We want what God says about us. We want the truth, right? So that's why we have to have our minds be renewed. Now, that's the revelation. Let's go to the empowerment of it because we're trying to get rest. You see the word life over here, the word rest over here. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. We need our peace back. We need our joy back. We need to be renewed. We need rest. And the way that rest comes is when we cease from our own activity and just let God be God. We trust him at his word. So the revelation was just what I read to you. Now we're going to go to the empowerment. What gives us the power 
to be resilient. Uh, All power comes from God. So anytime you need power, you go to the word of God. The way that you you become resilient is even though you're going through storms and struggles in your life, you get in the word of God so you can bounce back to what he said. Okay? Your body feels sick and your body feels weak. You need to get in that word and say, you know what? Let the weak say that they are strong. I am strong. And then you bounce back to where you're supposed to be. You got to be careful not to let your emotions and your feelings and your stress conform you to the pattern of this world. But you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? We get into the word of God. For empowerment, we go to scriptures like John 16, 33. We're talking about radical resilience. The supernatural ability to bounce back after the enemy has brought stress and destruction to our lives. To bounce back from him stealing and killing and trying to destroy us. This is how we bounce back with life. For the word of God is life. Jesus said uh, he spoke to us spirit and truth. John 16, 33 says this. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in being free from problems. That's not what it says. Let me show you where your peace is. I have told you all this so that you might have peace where? In me. If you're looking for peace anywhere outside of Jesus, it's just temporary. It's not going to last. He told us that all the peace comes from him. Here on earth, this is what Jesus said, Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So church, where does the overcomer now live? That's why you are resilient. That's why you bounce back. Because they did everything they could to shut Jesus down. They lied on him. Uh, they said he was a blasphemer. They spit on him. They punched him. They, they created false witnesses against him. They nailed him to a cross. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They offered him sour wine. They took a spear and put it in his side. And yet he bounced back. And he came back with this good news and said, listen to me. I have overcome the world, and now Jesus lives in us, so we've got that supernatural resistance. Let's go to Exodus chapter 1, verses 11 through 12. Remember I told you that the enemy is foolish and that God uses the enemy even to our advantage, that even when the enemy plans evil against us, that God can use it for our good. Listen to Exodus chapter 1, 11 and 12. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. This is a demonic force. Egypt was a very demonic nation, okay? They were under, they were living in a very demonic land. They were under a demonic government. But listen to what happened. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. Say this with me. I'm resilient. They forced them to build the cities of Pithom and Ramesses as supply centers for the king. Listen to this. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, 
the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more the alarm the Egyptians became. Church, I want to tell you something. Some of you have been going through some things, and you feel like, when will it ever be over? But I'm here to tell you that God is only applying, allowing the enemy to apply pressure to your life to shoot you higher than you were before. Listen, listen, listen. This pressure is not to bury you. This pressure is not to end you. This pressure is to set you high upon a rock so that God, so that that the people of this world might see that you have a God and his name is Jesus Christ and that you will overcome. So the enemy thought he was, oh my goodness, the enemy thought he was working against you, but he was working for you. Don't make me start this whole message over. Tell me you're getting this. The harder the Egyptians oppressed God's people, the more they grew. Don't you remember that in order for God's son to be glorified, he had to die first? And the word of God said that if they had knew that he was a son of God, they wouldn't have done it. Right? So listen. Count it not strange, the fiery trials that you're going through. What's the fire for? The fire is for the reformation. The fire is so that the impurities in your faith can be burnt out. The fire is so that you can come forth as pure gold. So we should not want the fire turned down. We should not want the enemy to stop what he's doing that has been ordained by God. See, not all that the enemy does has been ordained by God. You got to pray and say, Lord, if this is from you, then I glory in this circumstance and I glory in this situation so that you might receive the glory. But if the enemy is here on some kind of wild, unauthorized trip, if he's messing with me and he has not been authorized, if he has not sought permission just like he had to do with Job, then Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. And you have the power to cast the enemy out because he is, te- he is trying to do something to you unauthorized. Anytime the enemy gets to you, it should be because God has allowed for a season something to come against you to make you stronger. When I go to the gym, Uh, during the week, they don't just have one-pound weights everywhere. Because if it was just one-pound weights, nobody would ever get stronger. So church, I'm telling you, sometimes you got to go through some heavy stuff. You got to go through some heavy stuff in your marriage, some heavy stuff in your finances, some heavy stuff in your mind, so that you can see that through your weakness, God glorifies himself and allows you to overcome, and your trust does not uh, rely in yourself because you knew that you could not do it. Let's go on to Matthew chapter 8, 16, verses 18 through 19. I'm going to paraphrase right here because this word already came forth during the service. Jesus said that upon this rock, I will build my church. Say, that's us. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. So that means that the gates of hell will try to prevail. But say this with me. I have radical resilience. So even when the enemy tries his best, even when the gates of hell bring all demonic forces against you and your house, the Bible says, God has said that they will not prevail. Can I get an amen? Can Jesus get an amen? His should be louder. Give him an amen. 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 
Empowerment. We're talking about empowerment. Where does the power come from to be resilient? Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39 say this. Paul said, and I am convinced. So you got to be convinced about your resilience. You got to be convinced. You can't live from emotions. The devil will kick your hind in all over the place if you live by emotions. If it takes feeling good, oh, I feel good today. Oh, the God is good. Is God still good on your bad days? Get that in your head that you don't have to be having a good day for God to be good still. All right? We have to be persuaded of this thing. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. So the thing that gives us radical resilience is the love of God. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. So that is why we are so resilient. That is why we bounce back, not because we have the power, but because God loves us. Say this with me. God loves me even when I don't feel like it. What a lie that is. Doesn't God always love us? That's why you got to get out of your emotions. God always loves you. And even when the enemy sends his best attack against you, we will not be separated from the love of God. Verse 39, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing. Can you say nothing? That is why we are resilient, because there is nothing that the enemy can do to us to separate us from the love of God. And who is the love of God? Jesus Christ himself. No power in the sky above and the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ our Lord. So that's our empowerment. So now, what is our strategy? God always gives us strategy in his word. So we've got the revelation. Now we've got the empowerment. Now we're going to get the strategy. We'll have the R-E-S in rest. Let's get the strategy. What is it that God's people have to do to walk in resilience? The number one thing we have to do is not loving this life even until death. Because he's already told us we're going to suffer. He's already told us that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he's going to deliver us from them all. Evan and Olivia were told that they would not have any children. She was seemingly, science said that she was afflicted, that she could not have children. Evan, what baby are we on now? Raise that baby up. Deliverance. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us from them all. Now, God delivers in any kind of way he wants to. So sometimes he won't open the womb of the mother who wants a child, but maybe he will allow the fruit of another womb to come into her life so that she can mother that child as well. We just got to let God be God. I, I need to say that again. 
We just need to let God be God. We don't get to dictate to God what the miracle looks like. We can pray for an answer, but when he answers, we, can, we can't say, uh-uh, not that, not that way. Okay? He delivers us. The strategy is not loving this life even until death. Let's go to Roman, I'm sorry, Revelation 12, 11, and it says this. And they have defeated him, the resilient ones, the children of God, the lambs, all right? They have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Listen to those three key things about our resilience. This is the strategy of our resilience. This is how you bounce back. This is why we bounce back. It says this, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb. So the reason we are resilient is because Jesus bled and died for us, and he rose from the grave with all power. That is where some of our resilience comes from. The second place our resilience comes from is our testimony. Listen to that beautiful message that Pastor Boquist delivered last Sunday. He said that when he was in a time of great discouragement, just ready to give it all up, he looked back, got out a pen and a pad, and began to write down all the things that God had did for him over the years. And he said first, he stopped, when he started, he was sitting down, and when he kept writing, he was walking around, and then he was like, woo, remembering what God had done for him. Listen, what does that mean? Your testimony is this. All those times that God's resilience was there for you before. All those problems that tried to crush you and you bounced back because you're God's kids. And God's kids always bounce back. God's kids always rise up because we are a living epistle read of men daily. So everything that we go through, we go through because Jesus went through. Amen. So when we are Christians, we rise up again because of the blood of the lamb and because of our testimony. Please stay excited about this last one. They did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Listen to what Jesus said. If you seek to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you are willing to lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. Listen to me. Christians aren't afraid to die. Because all death is, is a vehicle to unwrap the real us so that we might go on to be in glory with Jesus for all of eternity. God has taken away the sting of death, all right? He's given us the victory through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was just the firstborn of the dead. There will be many that follow him in, in that resurrection and that that is why we uh, have that strategy of being able not to love our lives unto death. So, I will suffer persecution. I will be criticized. I will be lied on. Every once in a while, I might get sick. 
Every once in a while, my cabinets might look a little bare. Every once in a while, I might feel discouraged. But the truth is I won't stay there because we are resilient, because Jesus Christ is our Lord. And all of the goodness that happened to Daniel and to Elijah and Elisha and the Hebrew boys, all of that goodness and faithfulness that God showed to them, they're dead. And their God is still alive. Hallelujah. Their God is still alive. And I am his servant and you are his servant. So just as faithful as he was to those that we read about, the Bible says that my God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So you have the same resilience to bounce back. Let's go on to Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through 14. And Paul here says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. See, when you get a revelation, you'll start talking like this. You'll, you'll, you'll care less about your life here and realize that your real life is hidden in Christ, okay? So that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter if your retirement will be there when you retire or not. That's not the biggest thing that matters, all right? The biggest thing that matters in this life for you is this. So that one way or another, you will experience the resurrection from the dead. Nothing else matters. The richest man in the world, if he did not know Jesus Christ as Savior when he died, when the time comes for the resurrection and us to go with Jesus Christ, if he did not have the Lord as his Savior, nothing else mattered. Amen? Amen. Paul said this. I don't mean to say that I've achieved these things or have already reached perfection, but I what? Press on to possess that perfection for which Christ has first possessed me. I'm skipping a few uh, segments. I'm going to move on to Triumph right now. If you've got the notes on the app, you can go back and read those, okay? Here is the number one reason that we have been made resilient, okay? Here is the victory. Here is the triumph. Here is the finality. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 10 say this. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. I can really stop right there. I'll say it again, because I'm not going to read the whole thing anymore. I just got a revelation to just stop right there. Listen, please. We're talking about triumph and victory, remember? We're talking about the ability to bounce back. We're talking about that no matter what Satan has done to Jesus, no matter what he tries to do to us, we have on the inside of us the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. What does this mean? It means that when he was on earth and he told them about his resilience, but they didn't get it. 
Because he spoke to them, and, and it was clouded with mystery when he spoke sometimes. But there was a time that they were all walking by the temple. And he said to them, they were talking about how glorious the temple was and how long it took to build and all that. And Jesus just casually strolled and said, if you tear this temple down, I'll, re I'll rebuild it again in three days. That's the bounce back. That's the resilience that lives in you, and you've got to believe it. That no matter what the enemy tries to do against you, that you will always rise up because Jesus did. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Romans 8, 11 says this. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the... No, let's just say this together. The Spirit of God... Who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to my mortal body by the same spirit living in me. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this word today. Radical resilience. So Father, I'm under the impression that there are some people here that feel pushed down. They feel as if the enemy is just holding them down and holding them back. But Lord, I thank you for that stored energy, that kinetic energy, that radical resilience that's on the inside of them right now. And Father, I pray that they would just rise up and rise higher than they, have, than they feel right now in Jesus' name. Now listen, you know who you are out there. If you feel as if life isn't the same or where it should be, that the enemy has been coming against you, your health, your mind, your finances, your family, your marriage, your body, your sanity, your job. If you feel that he's been pressing you down, I want you to really join me in faith in this prayer that I'm about to pray. Every eye closed right now, please. If you need this prayer desperately, I want you to lift your hands to the sky right now and say, Lord, I want to ask for that supernatural, radical resilience to rise up in me. Father, I pray for those all around the room who have their hands lifted to the sky. Lord, look at their hands. This is their cry for help. This is their show of faith to say, Lord, remember me. Lord, I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ that the same spirit that was upon the children of Israel when their hard taskmasters made their hard, their work even harder, but still they grew mightier, that your power would come upon these that have their hands up today. My prayer for them with their hands up right now, God, is that just as a man with a rocket on his back or a woman with a rocket on her, on her back would lift her hands up for takeoff, 
That's what their hands represent right now. That that radical resilience is going to cause them to bounce back like never before because the spirit of the Lord God lives on the inside of them. And the same spirit that caused Jesus Christ to raise from the dead shall also cause them to rise up from the situations that they are going through. But they must remember this as well. Those upraised hands also represent a willingness to not love this life even unto death. Those upraised hands also represent the fact that you must remember that Jesus Christ suffered. So you must arm yourselves to suffer likewise. We must also remember those that have their hands lifted up that the blood of the lamb causes us to have victory and that the word of our testimony causes us to have victory. So, Lord, we just pray now for a supernatural release. Let them go, Satan, now in the name of Jesus. Just as Moses stood in front of Pharaoh and said, let my people go. That is our declaration this morning. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ, saying we command you to let these people go. Every foul and demonic spirit that's been holding them back, we cancel your assignment and may the glory of God shine brightly into these areas of darkness. We cover you now in the blood of Jesus Christ. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You are his people. You are called by his name. And just like the stone was moved, may your stones be moved right now in the name of Jesus and may you come forth in a newness and with the power of God and be full of his Holy Spirit. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.